Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx, and joining me today is Gordon DeGleish. Am I saying that right? Yes. Gordon? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Gordon is the founder of Perry Golf, which I won't bother you guys by trying to explain what Perry Golf does. I'll let Gordon do it because it's it's his world. Gordon would love if you could share your background, what Perry Golf is, and we'll just start with that. Great. Thanks, Al. Uh, actually, co-founder with my brother. We started in August of 1984, so we've been doing this for 35 plus years. I like to joke that I've managed to go through life without a job interview or a resume, uh, trying to hold on to that claim. Um, so we started in 84 as a uh, specializing in golf trips to uh, Scotland. The name of the company was Caledonian Golf, and uh, it's just interesting when I reflect back on it. We quickly realized that uh, it was too desperate destination specific of a name and we changed it to Perry Golf in 86 or 87. We had acquired a small travel agency in Atlanta at the time and it was called Perry Travel. It was called Perry Travel because the people that owned that were a printing company that was owned by a guy, John Perry. And uh, so there was no major marketing effort trying to figure out the appropriate name, but that's how we ended up with the name Perry Golf. So we were running golf trips to Scotland and Ireland, did that all on a custom basis, uh, did that till uh, let's just say around 2000 and uh, we started kind of expanding to other destinations Spain Portugal France and so over the years we've been very fortunate so we run there's really kind of three parts to our business now the first is are the custom trips which is uh, Scotland Ireland we've got 11 destinations including New Zealand Australia there's then the uh, cruise component which is and the customized to the British Isles let me just backtrack the customized to the British Isles heavily male trips. It's eight guys uh, with a driver going around Scotland or Ireland. So we certainly get couples on that, but the uh, the cruise program where we've got a terrific partnership with Azamara for 20 watts or t- 20 and 21, we've got 24 departures. Uh, that's more of a couples product, really covers the world. Uh, the the uh, programs that are available and that's a very distinct uh, product and then we've also got escorty tours we usually have about half a dozen escorty tours which are also mostly a couple's uh, product 24 to 30 passengers uh, on a land tour whether it be uh, South Africa or Italy or France or Spain and so these are kind of the three parts of the business now and and uh, we've been very fortunate over the years to kind of carve out a a niche at the high end in in, uh, international golf travel. What inspired you to get into the industry initially? Was it strictly the golf that that was kind of the, what set you off? I wish I could come up with a, uh, a clever answer, but it was uh, virtually just because it was something to do. I was uh, I was 22 at the time, 22, yeah. Colin was 23, and uh, we just both got out of college. I was in the United States, uh, had a network, I thought, in the golf industry. I'd been involved with the uh, American Junior Golf Association when it was getting started. So I thought I'd a network over here. Colin had finished up at Stirling University in Scotland, and uh, it was like, yeah, we, we knew some people that were in the golf travel business. Let's give this a shot. And so it was nothing more than that. (laughs) And here you are some 30 years later, uh, still doing it. (laughs) What, so everyone kind of knows like who's been on a golf trip before, how it works on their end. And it's all made very easy for them. Like you said, they have a driver that'll take them around and wherever they are in their destination. Uh, But what kind of goes into the planning stage on your end? How does that, how does that trip develop? up for you? 
Well, there's, I mean, on the on the customized trip, what I say to you know to our our folks, our agents in the office, I mean, we have to be the client's advocate. Uh, we have to kind of anticipate questions that the client hasn't hasn't maybe thought of, and really marry up their expectations with reality in the ground. You know, not every golf course is open seven days a week to visit outside play. You know, I've always kind of joke that you know for the person that uh, comes to us and they think that they they've got this in, in their mind's eye, they've got this, they're in Ireland, they're in a pub that's got sawdust in the floor, you've got some locals singing in the corner uh, in, in a drunken fashion, and then magically you're, the, you're going to walk upstairs into the Four Seasons. It doesn't work that way. And so, you know, our, our job is to just to marry up expectations with reality, to create a schedule, listen to what the client's looking for, what their expectations are, kind of what, maybe where their budget is, the type of hotels they're looking for, the marquee courses they're, they're looking to play, and come up with a sensible plan based on our knowledge and our experiences as to how you would route a trip, times of the year to keep away from. There's certain times that you would just keep away from because they're, they're, bad, they're busy times or they historically have got events going on. Um, so it really, it, it's uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of, kind of elements that, that are come together in planning a trip, but our job is to add value by helping plan the trip so it's as, as good as it possibly can be. It exceeds the expectations, but also then the delivery side that, you know, there's nothing falls between the cracks. And that's really kind of the, 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 in, a, in a nutshell as to kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's not as if someone just presses click to book and then everything's just as it is. It's, it sounds like you, once someone decides this is what they want to do, you're working with them to customize it and make it exactly what they want it to be. Yeah. I mean, that's the, on, on the custom site, certainly, um, you know, <clears throat> if somebody wants to play 36 holes every other day, or they're trying to stay in one hotel and not move, you know, it's, it's our job to kind of explain, listen, if you're going, if you're going to stay in one hotel, you know, here's kind of the limitations on the golf courses that you can play without some excessive drive every day. Uh, I mean, there's, there's at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of explaining why you need to compromise on some of your ideas. So yeah, there's there's a lot of different parts to it. Uh, on the escort and the cruise programs, these are already set up. And, and again, we use based on our experience as to what's the most efficient way and what's going to be the best overall experience for the client in the delivery of these. So the client can look at it and, and book with the knowledge and confidence that it's a program that we've thought through for them. It's going to a destination they may not be familiar with and, uh, you know, we will deliver everything hopefully and, and more than than, uh, than we're promoting. How have you seen the industry over time since you first got started evolve and, and what do you think the biggest differences are between <clears throat> 30 years ago and today? Well, clearly, I mean, there's in... in, in since 84, a lot of things have changed in a lot of countries. You know, some of the, the, the more obvious ones to me would be that, you know, Scotland and Ireland, you've got a lot of pri- private clubs, what would be considered semi-private in the United States, but they're private clubs in, the, in, in British parlance in terms of access. And so without identifying any specific clubs, but they, um, these clubs historically might kind of, a visitor might be a second class kind of citizen. The facilities weren't terrific. And they've, in the last 
15, 20 years, huge improvements have been made so that there are very specific visitor facilities, nice and locker rooms, nice catering as opposed to, you know, here's a clubhouse with a members only area and you couldn't use it. So that's, that's one thing. I mean, so the, the experience at, you know, virtually every club in the British Isles is is vastly improved over what it was. I mean, if you look at St. Andrews specifically, although it's not a private course, until 1995, you were changing your shoes in the car park, in the parking lot. Uh, they built the Lynx Clubhouse, which has been a wonderful addition. You know, so certainly 25 years ago. But that, that's been one change around the world in other destinations, like Julian Robertson has done just a fabulous job of raising the quality of golf in New Zealand. New Zealand's a fabulous destination, but when he built uh, Carry Cliffs and Cape Kidnappers, it really put it on the map. Um, now you've got Millbrook and and, and uh, Jack's Point and, you know, Tara Eti on the private side of things uh, down there. But, I mean, the golf in New Zealand's come a long way from what, what it was 25 years ago, 20 years ago. Other destinations also. So it's, uh, you know, and then the, the, the thing that we've seen most recently that's been the, the biggest change is just kind of the booking, uh, the window. We used to see kind of more in the, oh gosh, six to eight month lead time, maybe nine months. That's moved now out to 12, 14 months, just as, you know, strong economy, strong dollar. There's more demand. People just want to get in line earlier to make sure that they get what they want to, to get uh, in terms of because availability. You know, people might talk about golf in certain areas uh, struggling demand wise, but certainly where we are, kind of the high end affluent crowd, there, there's, a, there's a lot of people that have a passion for the game of golf and travel around the world. You mentioned New Zealand has become pretty popular and, and Scotland certainly has always been popular for you. Uh, but what are some of your favorite destinations that, you know, maybe aren't, aren't the more common ones that people would look to? Yeah, I mean, there's um, like the northwest of Ireland, for example. If you go to the British Isles and you're you're just want to check off the boxes and the marquee courses, you know, St Andrews, Troon, Muirfield, Carnoustie, you know, Royal County Down, etc. You you know, it's a it's a it's an impressive list and it's a it's a fabulous time. But you know, if you look at the the uh, northwest of Ireland, some lovely courses up there: Enniscrow and Sligo, uh, Gil Hans has recently uh, re- reworked uh, Nairn and Portrue. So there's you know, it's, it's still the links experience much it'd be a slower pace quieter fewer people there so there's there's and also quite quite a lot less costly to do that so if, if you want to just kind of go and and enjoy the banter with the caddies and the locals and play some golf and bump and run and subject yourself to the weather the the the, the very variables there fabulous other destinations i mean i was just down with in new zealand sorry in south africa in uh, november with my wife and uh, 14 other couples and it was terrific i mean really is south africa is a destination that uh, value for money is just is is excellent experience is excellent they've got really wonderful golf courses the you, you kind of you know the to me the four the four legs of that stool would be you know they've got great golf fan court as a golf resort with the links where they played the President's Cup. You've got the Winelands up close to uh, Stellenbosch and, and, and near Cape Town. Uh, then you've got Cape Town for a, a city experience and Cape Town's, you know, is a is a just a gorgeous city with Table Mountain in the background. And then you've got the Safari experience up at Kruger National. So, I mean, you've got four very distinct elements to that trip and uh, you play good golf. And so, so there's destinations like that, you know, open up, now become very attractive and interesting for, you know, somebody that enjoys golf that wants to see the world. 
but certainly Scotland's still the driver for you, I would think. Absolutely. I mean, as hard as we try promoting other destinations and, and fabulous destinations like a South Africa, Scotland's what drives the bus with St. Andrews kind of at the steering wheel. Ireland is, is a second place and then it kind of demand drops off after that. And I'm, I'm talking about on the international level, Scotland is home of golf. Yeah. So on our website, we're promoting your guys' uh, British Isles cruise for 2020, I think 2021 as well. Can you kind of explain how that works, the difference that a golf cruise presents? Yeah, the, the, the golf cruise uh, relationship that we've had with Azamara has been in place for seven years now. And uh, Azamara are a particularly good partner for us. Their vessels are all identical, uh, approximately 700 passengers, and they've got 48 suites. And uh, we work exceptionally. It's not that we're just taking some group space with Azamara. We're very much intertwined with their their uh, hotel experience on board, with their in- entire operations. They work closely with us. They op- they promote our programs on our on our website. Larry Pimentel, who's the CEO, uh, has recognized the, the relationship that they have with Perry Golf. I've seen him hold us up as being an example of a, a very successful, workable relationship. So the, the, the golf cruise programs, I mean, as a Mara, take care of them on board the ship. And I, very, I use the expression gangway to gangway. So we're responsible for the people from the gangway coming back to the gangway. And so you, you turn up at the uh, port of embarkation, your golf clubs are separated from you. The next time you'll see them will be at the first tee of your first golf course. They'll be there waiting for you. You come off the 18th green, they're taken away from you. They mir- miraculously reappear the next time you play golf. So there's, there's, you don't have to worry about any of that. You're not lugging golf clubs up and down hallways uh, on the ship or, or throwing them, you know, getting taxis to the golf course. You know, we'll run multiple shuttles uh, from the ship to the golf course so people can kind of decide if they want to spend more or less time there. Uh, we'll include, you know, food and, 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 and beverages at the golf course. So it, it helps with the socialization with other people in the, in the trip. You know, we're thoughtful with the pairings so that you're kind of rotated you're not always in the first group or the last group but we'll rotate you through the the pairings so it's, it really is is to deliver as seamless as an, an experience as possible and so it's just like you, do, you unpack once you, you go play golf and and you just have a good time and enjoy the cruise and you know and the repeats and referrals that we get from that are really incredibly strong and it also includes attendance to the Open as well. Yes. I mean, in terms of, you know, one of the challenges, and we've had the, the Open program, the cruise, for seven years, I think it is now, and uh, going to ma- visit a major sporting event and, you know, for one or two days is difficult if you're going to find accommodation in close proximity because accommodation providers will oftentimes, and certainly around the Open, will want a seven-night stay, and you're paying a premium for that. So the nice thing about the cruise is you play golf throughout the British Isles then you finish up in, in 2020 in uh, for Royal St George's about 30 minutes away and you can go to the, the Open at Royal St George's. We've been exceptionally successful with these programs over the years. People enjoy them. It's an easy way to play golf and attend and you know arguably attending the Open is one of these bucket list sporting experiences. It's different than the Masters. It's different than the US Open. It's got its own kind of feel and experience and ambience that that uh, is distinctly uh, British and international. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable to be able to check all of that off in one trip. And our listeners can go to linksmagazine.com and our events page and the booking 
link and more information is there uh, on the cruise. Gordon, I also know that you put together a series of webinars um, to help educate people. How has that helped you evolve in the digital age here and, and get people to learn more about what it is you do? We've, yes, yeah, been about three years now, and uh, we've been uh, every 60 days or thereabouts, we uh, promote and operate a, a, another webinar. The intention is really more educational. It's not, uh, it's to, we, and the, the webinars vary from destination. Uh, so we might try to educate people in Scotland or Ireland or South Africa and just kind of the, the ideas that are available for travel. It might be a type of travel, escorted, uh, customized, what to think about. I get one coming up in, uh, in uh, early early February that is about basically how to put together a trip, things to think about. Uh, and really, really, we've had good success with a good feedback and, and it based on people's uh, participation, I think that people genuinely get some ideas out of it. And at the end of the day, that's all we're trying to do is, is uh, I'm a huge believer in a rising tide lifts all the boats. You know, people not, might not buy from us. It's not intended to be a, a sales pitch per se. It's being educational and then we'll take our chances on the sales side of things. So so we, we think it's a good we think it's a good venue and uh, for for consumers to get better educated about the ideas and the possibilities of travel. Where do you access those? It's all it's all online. Okay. Um, and yeah, so there's just a registration page, and we uh, uh, you can actually listen to them at any time. So there, it's on our on our homepage. There's a, a podcast drop down that uh, you can go in and listen to them <clears throat> at your leisure, or you can participate in the one that's the the, the live as well. You've been to so many different places in the world, I would think. Do you have two or three favorite courses that pop to mind when anyone asks you that question? Yeah, I'm, I'm just not a big favorites, uh, <laughs> favorites golf course person. I, I truly believe that it's about the people. I always, you know, my, my response is kind of similar. You know, golf is a sport that we're all very fortunate to to know and understand and enjoy, but it's really about the people that you're playing with. And if you can go out with three friends and whether it's the local Muni or you get to play St. Andrews or you play at Pebble Beach or wherever it is, all the better. But uh, it, it really is. And, and the other thing I would say, it also kind of reminds me of the fact that, you know, like on the, the trip to uh, South Africa and then I was in New Zealand with some f- folks the year before, uh, it constantly amazes me that people that don't know each other that have the common bond of golf and we use the expression in our marketing about like-minded individuals and uh, it's amazing how they gel together and 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 uh, I think that that's it, it just speaks to how wonderful golf is that how, how good the people are that enjoy the game of golf and uh, so kind of going back to that circling back to the favorites is it's just about the people you're with and and I like to think that that so many of our travelers are, are, are like like-minded and just enjoy being around nice people. That is something I think maybe that you don't see surface level when someone thinks of their favorite golf course. If they have such an incredible experience around like people they love or are really good friends that they haven't seen in a while, something like that, that can turn your favorite course uh, into a favorite experience that you've ever had, um, something you look look back on. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's just there's so many there's so many elements to the overall experience, and uh, but it sure is nice to be around around good people and all the better of his friends and family. I should say also, growing up, my dad has been on a trip that Gordon put together, so Gordon's kind of a legend in in my household in my hometown amongst the uh, the boys that went on that trip, um, and they just rave about it. I have always wanted to. Uh, do something like that myself uh, when the time is right. So well, thank you for these kind words. <laughs> yeah, sure. Gordon, if someone is interested in booking a trip, a customized trip, learning more information, how can they do that? Um, best, I mean, our, our website, we like to think is as comprehensive as anything out there. Uh, perrygolf.com for on the custom t- side of things where we've uniquely had the uh, uh, PYOT so you can price your own trip online uh, without, you could do it at 10 o'clock at night and just kind of play around with some different trips. Quick Quotes is kind of a sample, a collection of sample trips that uh, we have uh, developed over the years from kind of demand and, and what are the most popular ones. The escorted uh, and, and cruise trips are are uh, all concisely up there with uh, all the programs that we have. Uh, the 800 number is 800-344-5257 or expert at perrygolf.com is the email address. But uh, we, we try to make it as easy as possible to get in touch with us. Do you ever plan on uh, moving on from this, retiring from your job? Well, it would be it would be hard to imagine. Um, uh, you know, it, if if you're able to to mix your uh, passion, I've been playing golf since I was seven. If you've been able to mix your passion with a life lifestyle, uh, I'm not sure what you would do if you were to retire. So uh, we've been we've had a good run here, met a lot of great friends and uh, along the way, and 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 uh, so I can't see myself hanging up my boots just yet. Well, we certainly enjoy the relationship we have with you, and and very much appreciate you sitting down with me today. And, and giving me a little background on how it all came to be. Thanks, Gordon. Well, thank you. And, and I've always admired Lynx Magazine and, and all the, the way that you present the game of golf and, and the lifestyle around the game of golf. So uh, I appreciate it, Al. All right. Hope to see you on that cruise ship in a couple of months here. Thank you. All right. <laughs>